Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am very, very excited. It's a uh, man. It's a new week, and we've got a fantastic guest. I watched his. He's got a, a, a new movie. Well, to me, it's new, um, but I think it's to all of you as well out there. Unless you caught this at one of the many, many, many festivals uh, this was at. It is, uh, it's got a, a big buzz going right now, and it's going to be released um, through Dark Star Pictures uh, in April for everybody um, with a limited, in certain cities, uh, theatrical run. But without further ado, I'd like to welcome our guest. He is the writer, director, um, uh, editor, producer. I think he did everything on this film. Um, and uh, his name is Mr. Todd Flaherty. Flaherty. Hi, Jamie. Right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing, yeah. Todd? <laughs> I'm great, Jamie. Thanks so much for having me on. So yeah, so very, very cool film. I watched this the other night, and um, I got to tell you, I, at first, I'll be honest with you, Todd. I was, um, you know, when I when I went into it, I was like, eh, it's going to be another drag queen movie. You know, I mean, that's mm-hmm. we, we've all <laughs> seen it before. You know. Oh, those zany drag queens. Guess what? Uh-huh. Yes, there was drag elements, uh, of course, as part of the vehicle of, of the story here. But what this was really about was the dynamics of friendships changing and um, mm. and someone really not dealing well with that. And, yeah, yeah. Wow. What a, what, a, what a concept. What an idea. This, this really had so much heart. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. My wife uh, also. She she was just uh, you know, we're we're both artists, oh, great. so we've got a lot of you know we my my day jobs being a painter you know I paint pictures of people, and mm. so but needless to say our ba- you can't be in those worlds uh, you know and throw a rock without hitting a uh, a queer person a LGBTQA <laughs> plus person I mean that's we're everywhere that's who's yeah. there yeah you know. <laughs> Um, so we've seen this. We've seen it play out, but from outside the window. You know what I mean? And um, you really captured it. You, are, This is one of those films, and I, I, I hate asking this question to people who make, who do, you know, art at cinema and whatnot. Um, but it's one of those films that I've, that I've watched that I go, yeah, this person's been through that. And I don't know <laughs> if it was the Chrissy or the Judy, but it was like a little too close to home. You know, you, you nailed it uh-huh. too, too astutely. Um, oh, thanks. Which one? Thanks. Uh, well, um, well, yeah. First of all, yes, I'm, I'm glad that we um, tricked you by lulling you into a false sense of security. I think, like, first couple minutes of the film, <laughs> I think people always think it's going to be this, you know, campy gay romp, um, and then we sort of right. like to, I, I flip the genre on its head and we go on to something a little more dramatic, but um, yeah, I, I hesitate to say that the film is autobiographical, um, but 
for viewers at home, uh, for viewers, uh, for people who are listening, I should say, um, uh, you know, Chrissy Judy is about um, two best friends who are drag queens, um, and it's uh, kind of follows like the de-evolution of their friendship and what happens when Chrissy decides to uh, leave their drag duo in New York City and uh, pursue a romantic relationship with a new partner in Philadelphia. Um, and so I, like I said, I hesitate to say that the film is autobiographical, but I did start writing it um, when I moved to Philadelphia in 2018 uh-huh. after spending about 13 years in New York. So I think, um, really, I think I'm both Chrissy and Judy, and I find that, you know, audiences who have come to see the film do oftentimes relate to both characters. I think, um, like you said, you know, it's like uh, we see this play all of the time where we see two people, two gay people who are friends, and uh, a lot of times the response is, well, why aren't you two together? Because you're so great together. And I think right. that's really what I wanted to explore with this film and, and give give a little glimpse into the world of why they're not together, particularly why these two people aren't together. <laughs> um, Absolutely. And, yeah. Um, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. And, yeah, thank, thanks so much for watching. Well, it's 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 fascinating, and you know it was funny too because my wife Danny, she is uh, one of her many hats she wears. Um, she's one of those ladies, you know, that, that does a million things, and mm-hmm. um, but one of them is uh, as uh, she's a makeup artist. You know, every so often she'll go, mm-hmm. "Oh, I got a job doing a makeup at a wedding," you know, and I know, mm-hmm. "Oh, great, she's going to have a lot of pocket money now." You know, um, <laughs> who knows what we're going to get into, but uh, or what new new venue she's going to want to be involved in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, many side hustles and businesses have begun that way, you know. Um, that's but, that's uh, what you got to do to maintain the lifestyle oh, of an artist. Absolutely. But she's into makeup. She's into makeup. Mm-hmm. You go into our guest room, there, there's, I don't know, she used to manage an Ulta, um, and, but there's like $70,000 worth of makeup in there. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, that's the most well, well invite me down. the highest value room in our house. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. So we're watching it's this, and she's like, hobby, uh, yeah. well, she was speaking of, of your character, Judy. And mm. um, she's like, well, obviously, he's a drag queen professionally. He does this all the time, you know, and everything. And I said, well, hold on there. I said, you don't know. This, this is a movie, you know. In the movie, he's a drag queen. I said, but, and, and not that there's anything wrong with it. There's nothing at all. But she was just, no, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, you know, we've known people. We've known gay people and, 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 and gay drag queens and stuff. You know, we're friends with many. Just because he looks great, I mean, he may know somebody who knows how to make him look great. You know, I mean, that's a bit. Or well, the, you could be right. She usually yeah. is. Uh, so well, what's the deal? Have you been? Yeah. Have you done that? Was that the thirteen um, years? <laughs> so no, actually, I had I had never done drag before writing the film. Um, wow. I I think another another part of the movie that I wanted to explore is how hard it is for queer people to make queer art for each other mm-hmm. and what it is to be a queer artist um, trying to work in such a niche market. I didn't really want to write about a writer, and I didn't want to write about an actor, um, and I was right. just trying to think of what, like, the queerest art form is, and I landed on drag. Um, I also thought it was just a fun way to cement these two friends together um, and to make their, you know, break up a little bit that much more harsh for Judy. But, no, I had never done drag before, so I was writing this for myself to act in. And, um, you know, I w- wasn't sure if I was going to be able to pull it off because I had never really done drag professionally, but um, I had a friend or two 
I one in particular who was an excellent drag queen, and um, uh, he took me under his wing and became my drag mom and showed me the ropes. And I, I did take a job for like six weeks um, when I was writing this to um, uh, work the door at this club, basically, in drag. So that like really helped me cut wow. my teeth in the community. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but you know, then, yeah, with yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's very poignant now, too, all the drag stuff in the news and everything and the ridiculousness mm. of all that. I got to say, I got to say, I'm like, we're watching this, and I'm like, well, I, I'm waiting for them to, you know, start grooming uh, elementary. Didn't see it. <laughs> Didn't happen in the film. Um, guess what, folks? That uh, doesn't happen anywhere, uh, yeah. ever, <laughs> you know. I know. Now, if we were talking about youth ministries, that's a different oh, show. God. Anyhow, yeah, I'm not know. even going to go there. Not even going to go there. <laughs> but um, already done it. No, this was a, a one of the things about friends of mine that I've had that has been in that field that are drag queens and worked and worked at clubs and bars and what have you in that making that art is um, number one. I, I think a lot of queer people, a lot of gay people, however you want to say it, I think queer is all encompassing. Kind of have a rough road anyway, living in a, a, a hetero environment that the world kind of is, or at least you know our country kind of, for the most part, uh, in the mainstream yeah. thing. And then you add the drag on top of that, and you know that's even rougher because you know mm-hmm. not all gay people are real cool to drag. I've seen you know <laughs> it isn't always a rainbow. You know what I'm saying? No, um, and you know, so of course, these intense friendships would form in that. You know, oh, you're in here, you're in the boat with me here, man. You're going through the same oh, stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and we're making money, and we're doing this, and we're we're getting notoriety, getting a little local fame, you know. And and now you want to piss it up over a guy? <laughs> we meet any of them a weekend. Come on, what's going on? You know, I I I, I get where Judy's coming from. You know. Yeah. Maybe she yeah, doesn't go about that, it the right way, but I get it. Yeah, I, I think that that's something that I really wanted to explore, too, is, um, you know, we're we're in a very interesting time right now and that um, despite all the nonsense going on, I mean, it's, it's, it's not a horrible time to be openly gay in America. I think that despite what mm. the headlines would say, there, there, there is true. a greater awareness and, um, and, uh, you know, being gay, I hope now is easier for younger generations than it was for me. It's certainly, I know it was much easier for me than it was for like my queer elders. Um, but something interesting that's happening right now is this conversation that we're having within our community to say like, well, what do our relationships look like? Um, right. And what, you know, what, uh, you know, all we really have to base um, our idea of successful relationships off of our, our parents or, you know, um, aunts and uncles, perhaps like older siblings. Um, and oftentimes those, you know, more heteronormative relationships don't necessarily work for two men or two women or, you know. Right. Um, and, and so it's, it's interesting that we're starting to have these conversations about like what successful relationships look like for individuals in the community. Um, and I think Judy's trying to figure that out. And, um, and I think that's what I love about both Chrissy and Judy is like Chrissy is really excited about having this you know, more heteronormative relationship um, to explore. And, uh, Absolutely. and, and I think Judy is like, you know, 
in a place where he sees other people around him doing that constantly and feels like it's something that he should want. But just in his gut, what gets him up out of bed in the morning is performing. It's, you know, um, it's drag. And it's not necessarily, um, you know, having that validation from another partner, uh, a romantic partner, I should say. So, um, yeah, I was, like, interested to touch on those things and, and, like, you know, start a dialogue about what that is that we're experiencing, the shift in our uh, queer culture of, like, how we define our relationships. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In season one, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes and Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A. L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Well, it's very super interesting, and you 
you did it so well. You wrote this and, and oh, executed it. Turned this into a film. So it was, it's so well done. Number one, it, it was shot in black and white, which I, I'm a mm-hmm. amateur cinephile. I'm the friend you have that has the backyard theater. We'll make you watch stuff oh. in subtitles normally. You know, I'm that guy. Um, but I'm not in the movie business. Uh, you know, uh, I just really love film. So when I, I, I oh, it's in black and white. I, I, you're getting me now. You know, I, I got excited. <laughs> um, and then I started, I'm like, this really has layers of, um, I mean, this is, this art's really saying something. Maybe it's just speaking mm-hmm. to me, but I think it's speaking to a lot of people. And I'm not even in that oh, one, You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> well, that I know, liked being in it part- during the film. Yeah, it's it's funny because when I was you know when I was looking for a producer for this originally uh, a couple of years ago, I, I kept hearing the same thing, which was you know how do we expand the audience because right now this feels like too niche, and I mm. kept saying you know I was like I think that when people watch this, regardless of their sexual orientation, they will see themselves in it because truthfully, at the end of the day, it's just a movie about friendship, and I think we've all been in that place where. We look back on a friendship that didn't end the way that we hoped it would, and we didn't give it the, you know, nurturing care that we felt like we should have. But um, those experiences shape us, and, uh, you know, and and I hope when people watch it, they can kind of look back on those friendships with fondness, regardless of, you know, how they ended. Um, And, uh, and yeah, you know, the audiences that we've had, um, both, queer or non-queer um, have all kind of had that um, had that experience. So it's been, it's yeah, been good relatable. to see that, you know, despite hes- hesitations of like how relatable it could be, it's actually been quite relatable for most audiences. Joy, well, it's amazing. It's amazing. Thank I think you. in hetero friendships, you know, I mean, the big one is people get married. Your friends get married or they of have course. kids. Because when people mm-hmm. have kids, oh, boy, do things. I'm like, I am so sick of hearing about your kid, you know. <laughs> yeah, I get it. He's a genius. But, um, you know, it, it happens. Uh, and, of course, it's supposed to happen. And that, you know, me and my wife were talking about this. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we're one of those couples that don't have kids, so but everybody else seems to. Um, mm-hmm. And we're also, there's, a, there's an age difference. She's a little younger than I am. And so we're, our, our group of friends is very weird and wonky, um, which we love them. We, you know, it keeps it interesting, but yeah, of we, course. we're seeing it happen all the time. And, you know, the thing is in hetero friendships, uh, I love the term you use heteronormal friendships. Uh, that, Cause that's really precise. Um, you know, you're supposed to just accept that. Well, that's the way it is. That's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you know, suck it up buttercup. That's the way it is, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> You know, and you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, my best friend got married. Now I can't go, uh, you know, play darts with him or whatever it is you were going to be doing. Um, you know, right. And, and you know, of course, here's this intense uh, individual and an intense friendship in, in an intense world. And, um, you know, yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks when you get broken up with. <laughs> you know, I've had it happen. Yeah. I think we all yeah, have. Yeah, it does. You question yeah. what but your I think priorities it's are. Because you're yeah. breaking up with somebody, you know? Maybe yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you know you're hurting this like person. A... You don't want to hurt them. They're your friend, you know? Yeah, that's no fun.
Nobody wants yeah, to be either of those. Yeah, we oftentimes classify, like, coming-of-age stories as, like, stories for young kids. But really, like, there's many times in our lives where we have that sort of, like, stereotypical coming-of-age shift. And you're describing one perfectly is that, you know, that experience for someone in their 30s and 40s who's saying, like, okay, well, everyone around me is having a family. Is that something that I want? You know, I see some people doing it right. successfully. And then I see a lot of people doing it rather unsuccessfully. <laughs> and, and do I want to take the risk and make the assumption that I'll be one of the successful ones? But uh, <laughs> ultimately, oh, I think, you know, it's it's all about just life is just about making choices and, and committing to those choices. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. It you, you really comes home when you have a friend, you're out doing something and they're like, eh, I got to get over here and pick the kids up. You're like, gee, you know, because they're divorced mm-hmm. and whatnot. And you're like, oh, man, oh, I'm not going with you. <laughs> not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy. Well, let me ask you this. Now, um, when you moved to Philadelphia with uh, your did did you did that number two questions did that work out is that still happening today and if not did you ever run back into the person who you left behind or who who you were the part of that dynamic duo with right and how was that interaction um, yeah so um that relationship did not last but i'm so grateful that i had the experience because um it was a long time in the making and i think that um, you know, we both were just at a point in our lives where we said, okay, you know, we're either going to commit to this or not. And we chose to commit to it and it ended up not working out, but if we hadn't tried, we would have never known. So I'm, I'm grateful that that experience happened and it sort of moved my life in a completely new direction. And, uh, you know, I do believe everything happens for a reason. And, and, you know, this film is really based on a couple friendships that I had in my twenties that were really, oh, okay. um, formative for me. Um, so I, I can't gotcha. say that Judy is necessarily based on one person, um, but uh, but I I you know I've been both the Chrissy and the Judy where um, where uh, you know I sort of lost a friend at the hands of a romance and where I sort of had to uh, step away from a friendship in order to pursue a romance and um, and those people are all still in my life in some way. It's just the intensity of like that codependent nature of the relationship is totally different now. Right. So, right. Uh, which I think is, well, also it's growth. Like, you know, it is growth. It's, exactly. Exactly. And know, I think it also sometimes marks growth the difference is of friendships. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. They don't call it growing pains for nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> yeah. And I think it also just like marks the, you know, the, the difference between friendships in your twenties versus, friendships in your 30s and and 40s and um yeah there's a there's an intensity to friendships in your 20s where you know you're burning the candle at both ends and someone's along the ride along for the ride with you and (laughs) i'm telling you it's funny yeah i used to uh, i lived in california before i moved to florida and um Back in those days, I, I tell people I'm a retired club rat. I, I spent a couple decades in nightclubs, you know. I mean, that just many times a week going up, just really living a fast life. And uh, when I moved here, I met a girl, you know, and all this and that. And all my friends back west were like, oh, are you, you going to hit, hit all the scene in the clubs in Miami? I'm like, no, man, I got a girl now. That's how you lose a girl. You keep going to nightclubs. Like, yeah, totally. You're crazy. Um <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do? 
<laughs> I said, I don't know, but yeah. I'm not doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I moved across the country kind of for that, that fresh start. And I, I, I mm. get what you're saying, you know, because, and, and people don't ever understand it either. And the thing is too, is, you know, I tell people, I'm like, you don't want to be the old guy at the club. You know, that's what, that's what, what do they call them? I used to call them in the gay scene. Uh, my gay friends used to go. That's what tea dances are for, you know, uh-huh. in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, totally. um, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, going out at night? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember those so. days in your you 20s when you and... go to the bar at, like, or the club at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night? No, I'm going to bed now, you know, at that time. Not doing that. I think as long as you're having fun, you can go out at any age. But I do agree there is a certain point where um, it, it, it comes to a certain age where you, you're not sure if those people are actually having fun or if it's just out of habit that they're still sticking around. So Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Plus, I'm cheap. That's the other thing about going out late at night. People always ask me, why don't you go out anymore? And I'm like, it's too expensive. And they're like, what do you mean? You're doing all right. You know, you, you live in the life. And I'm like, no, because I have to get VIP service, not because I'm cool, just because I want a place to sit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want to stand at the club all night. <laughs> oh, they can't even keep the bottle service. I just want the chair. I want the chair service. Um, <laughs> Worth every penny. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And nobody believes that until they do it. I'm like, get all your friends together. Everybody throw in 50 bucks or whatever, and you'll never go. It'll ruin clubbing for you. Um, well, this is amazing. <laughs> and now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. 
That's www.loveshackapothecary.com, as well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Gear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Now, you're working with um, Dark Star Pictures, very cool company, yes. um, yeah. and you're getting ready. Now, this has a limited theatrical view, New York, San Francisco, yes. and L.A., I believe, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, nice. Yeah, uh, we open in Los Angeles on Friday, on uh, March 31st, and then um, New York and San Francisco will be April 7th. We'll open in theaters wow. there, and then I think that we are, uh, Provincetown has a very wonderful nice. driving film scene, and so Provincetown is going to be uh, showing it in theaters as well. So, yeah, it's great. And then we'll the funnest place uh, in the world. For anyone who, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it is the best place. Um, I, and then, I went yeah, to school in Boston. Video on demand for anyone who's not in those uh, cities. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm sorry, you were in Boston. Be, everybody will be able to see it. No, what I was going to yeah. say is I went to school in Boston, so we all, all the cool people, oh. pro- you know. So I got drugged <laughs> down there a lot. Um, a lot of fun. <laughs> not so much in the winter. It's weird in the winter. It's very scary uh, and creepy. <laughs> but uh, in the summer, it's great. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, and the summer there's oh, well, about very... 60,000. Yeah, and the yeah, winter there's it, about 3,000 of us, so it's a little, right. it's a little quiet. It's a, it can be a little like the shining here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, I watched that American Horror Story they set there, and I, that one thing they yeah. did that one season, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, kind of like that. Accurate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, so very cool. Well, I, real quick, I know you've got a million of these to do, so I got to get off here. Uh, the uh, the lights blinking at me, but real quick, are okay. the gears? Because I want to see more from you, Todd. You are so good mm-hmm. at this. Um, oh, thank are, you. Are, are the gears turning for the yeah. next project? 
Yeah, I just finished writing um, my next feature, so just going to see where that goes. I'd love to be in production with that in the next, you know, year or two. Um, but making films, making feature films is kind of like a slow-moving slow venture, so um, I'm excited to get to work on this next project, but um, uh, I'm even more excited to be sharing Chrissy Judy with everyone right now. So hopefully um, awesome. enough people like this movie that the next movie will uh, will get produced a little bit quicker than Chrissy Judy did. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I'm glad, it, I'm glad I got to see it because it, it's amazing. It's amazing. And I don't want to spoil, give any spoilers, but I really liked the end. I liked how you did that. Very, mm, very good. Thank you. Yeah. And I think it'll be a little open. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. Absolutely. You know, well, it's been a pleasure it, it really Thank wasn't. You so much um, for having me on. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say it really didn't have the uh, whatever happened to uh, Baby Jane ending that I thought was going to happen for a minute, but um, <laughs> it, it, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing. Oh gosh. Hey, thanks, that was our Todd. And ending option, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Hey, um, keep keep making movies, man. You are so good at this. Awesome. And, um, Thank thanks you so for much. making this one. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, folks, right, that's well, going to wrap have, it up. Have a great time. Absolutely. You too, man. You too. Good luck Friday. You break a leg. Thank you. Well, there we go, folks. Uh, Todd Flaherty, and uh, that was uh, Chrissy Judy's the name of the film. I'm going to be reminding everybody. I know that, um, you know, we do that on the show sometimes. We're like, yeah, it's going to be out in two, two and a half weeks. And I know you, you TikTok generation out there, uh, that's a long time for you to remember something. But I'll be blasting out on all my social media and blog and all that kind of stuff, too, when it does. Because so, I want everybody to see this. This is a, and, and whether you're queer or not, it, we've all had friendships, and this is um, to everybody. It's so relatable. And, um, you know, maybe you're going through that. <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> so very, very cool. Well, hey, everybody, this is going to be converted to a podcast now. We're going to push it out on all the social media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on over 830 different podcasting platforms. I don't even know what to say about that. You know, if you're starting a business, I don't know. I don't know if podcasting platform is what you should be pursuing because there's 830 of them. No, if that's your passion, go for it. Who am I to say? You know, what do I know? Anyhow. Uh, so, yeah, that'll be posted on all that probably in about an hour, and we will see you all next time. I know it's going to be a, a weird week here on the show. I'm not going to be doing a lot of shows this week, and it's it's just because I hate you people. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I really don't. Um, I had a big, giant order come in of uh, eight paintings, and I got I to gotta get it knocked out, man. The, the, the check won't clear until I do, so, um, yeah. I'm, I'm working on that this week. Uh, but we've got lots of good shows uh, the following week coming up and uh, lots of great guests. So we will see you then. I'm going to be painting. All I do, man, is paint. Anyhow, we will see you next time. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and have a good one. And remember, the world's still a weird place. Don't make it weirder in a negative way. You know, be cool to people. If, you know, they get your pizza wrong or something. Don't freak out. Don't wind up being on YouTube in a Karen video. You don't want that kind of fame. Okay, that being said, we'll see you next time, everybody. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. 
Tämä oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hej, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.